Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Epic Field Report. So, Rob, hey, it's good to talk to you. I saw inside of Follow Through Friday, inside of our Epic Pro Academy members area, on uh, an amazing deal you did. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, so I'll just read it for everyone, so bring them on, on up to speed. Uh, Close on our third rental in St. Paul, Minnesota. Purchase price of one forty six. That'd be one forty six thousand. Leverage delayed refinance. Collected four months of rent with no mortgage due, 12-month lease signed with increase, appraised value at $230. The total cost to acquire this property was only $1,600. So that's amazing. Um, let's kind of go through each part of that. How did you find this deal? Uh, really, I have to uh, thank the Epic Pro Academy family. Uh, another acquaintance here in Minneapolis uh, presented the deal to me, and uh, we really worked closely to... Uh, do our due diligence and see what we could we could work out with uh, ultimately purchasing property. So uh, hats off to the academy members. Cool. So it was a referral inside the family then from inside. Exactly. The exactly. Very good. I love to hear that, and especially when it has a really nice ending. <laughs> exactly. So you uh, purchased price of one forty six, and then you leveraged delayed refinance. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, so I think most people are familiar with a, a traditional cash out refinance. A delayed refinance is a little bit different, um, and there's definitely some perks to that. The immediate perk is that you can actually refinance that money literally the day after closing on the property. So you just have to um, close on the property. The thing or unique aspect of a delayed refinance, so you must purchase the property in cash. When you purchase the property in cash, uh, what you can actually do then is when you refinance, you're actually leveraging out a 75% loan to value. So the difference there, not loan to purchase price, but loan to value. So if you're buying a property at a at a significantly discounted um, price, as the case in this scenario, um, you can you can quickly see how that's advantageous for you as a buyer. Got it. So you purchased it for 146, but you're ever able to refi it at a price of 230. That's correct. Got it. And so that's where the acquisition cost of, of 1600 bucks came to play. So that's fantastic. So um, it cash flows, I presume? It does. You know, it's like, you know, a few hundred bucks a month. Uh, but I did, uh, I, I've had, the, there was a long-term tenant in place, was able to get her to renew her lease. So she just signed an additional 12-month lease. Um, and we were able to put in about $100 upon not only that equity that we got in the refinance, but also um, what we're getting from a cash flow basis month to month. Got it. I had a little breakup in the internet right there. It said you were able to put in a hundred dollars something. Yeah, we were able to uh, get a hundred dollar rent increase in this rent new 12 increase. month lease. Yep. Got it. Perfect. So, you know, a few hundred bucks a month, but only a $1,600 acquisition. That's a pretty awesome ROI. Have you calculated yeah. it? 
Actually, I have not, uh, but I know it's a good one. So <laughs> I, I don't uh, try to say I'm a math genius by any means, but even I know that that, that worked out pretty good on, a, on our end. Yeah, like three, four months, you're whole and complete, and you got no money in the deal. Correct, correct. That's yeah, awesome. and that was a nice thing. Um, so we were out, able to capture a, essentially a full month's rent and put almost all of that in our pocket for a few months before uh, actually having to start paying the uh, principal and interest on the, on the, new, uh, the new loan. That's fantastic. So what was the biggest lesson learned in this transaction? Well, I was really intimidated at the whole idea of this delayed uh, refinance. But um, I think the biggest lesson was is, you know, you just put a little time and, and energy into it. Educate yourself. Uh, I really, really leverage yourself and other members of the, uh, the Epic family to give myself the confidence and knowledge to do this. And so uh, by doing that, I just took the step forward. And, you know, looking back on it now, yeah, there was a little bit of a learning curve, but um, it's so, so worth it and would do it again and would encourage anybody else considering it to uh, reach out to myself. I'd be happy to help them or, or uh, do, do the homework on their end, but it's totally worth it. That's great. So thanks for sharing. How are you going to celebrate? Uh, we're going to celebrate by uh, trying to find additional properties to do this. So we know we can, we can continue to keep doing this. Um, and I don't know if we can match uh, as well as we did on our first time around, but uh, we're going to definitely shoot for the stars and do it again and uh, see if we can get, get that $1,600 out of pocket to $0 out of pocket and just uh, rinse and repeat. Right. Uh, so let's go from 1600 to zero. I like it. Yeah. All righty, Rob. So keep doing what you're doing. Stay in touch. Let me know if you need anything. Okay. All right. Thanks, Matt. This is Terrio Media. Yo. Yeah, yeah, we got cash flow. You didn't know, homeboy, we got cash flow. Welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. Got a great show for you today. I continue to just scroll through my database and find amazing individuals, accomplished real estate investors, and I brought together three of this country's most prolific and successful real estate investors for a mastermind session. And so welcome back to another episode of Mastermind Monday. So let's get started by introducing everybody. Go ahead and uh, Mike and Bill, introduce yourself. What market are you in? And then tell me a little bit about your current real estate business. My name is Mike Webb and this is my partner, Bill Kenny. We work in the Berkeley County, West Virginia market, which is in the West Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania corridor. We primarily focus on cash flow properties, building our rental portfolio, and also focus on wholesaling and some rehabs. Got it. Super. My name, yeah, my name is Bill Kenny. Like Mike said, um, we've been partnered for a number of years now. Um, I am a licensed agent, so um, you know we try to monetize every lead. So I, you know, we take down deals and we we fix and flip. Uh, mostly, we're buying, rehabbing, and renting. And, uh, you know, I'll list a lot of stuff. So, uh, Fantastic. Yep. We're glad you guys could make it. Paul, what, mark, what market are you in, Paul? And uh, tell me a little bit about your current real estate business. Yeah, so my name is Paul Baird. I currently live in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. And our primary business here is to uh, buy and sell. We've got about 14 flips that we're currently doing right now. And then we have a... Uh, about a rental portfolio of about 60 properties that we own that we own and manage and then we uh do business in san diego county as well and been in the business for about the last uh, 10 years got it so you're, you're working some san diego county from salt lake correct so i'm originally from from san diego and moved to salt lake city about 15 years ago and i uh, still have family that's in san diego and it's just a good way to get back to get to the beach there 
<laughs> Super. That's a good, you can write it off too. <laughs> exactly. Super. So, uh, Mike, Bill, what's your best source of off-market deals at the moment? Well, we're primarily getting most of our leads from uh, direct mail. Mm -hmm. uh, we do get, and I'd say that's the, the largest part of it. Um, we've been doing it for a while now, so we're getting some stuff from uh, referrals, um, from, you know, just Facebook posts, kind of stuff like that. You know, we've, um, what else would you say beyond that? You know, that's kind of our, our bread and butter. A little bit of internet, but primarily our largest off-market source is direct mail still. Direct yeah. mail. We've done some MLS deals, too. Uh, mm -hmm. We find them. You know, it gets tougher and tougher in this market, but, um, you know, we mix a couple of those in there, too. How is your, your direct mail look different today than it did, say, 12 months ago, or does it? Our response rate is probably in half. Uh, so, for the most part, about a 1% response rate. Um, mm -hmm. The actual mail pieces, we, you know, same mail piece, probably 75% of the investors in this country use mm -hmm. the actual mail piece is pretty similar, but our response rate is definitely down. So. We, we are doing a lot more direct mail than we had in the past. Um, in the beginning, we really got started on bandit signs and we got to the point where that's almost ineffective in our, in our market. I mean, just more investors, you know, there's so much education and, and, you know, everybody's doing it. That's the easiest way to get into it. So we've kind of, you know, that's where we started and, and we've kind of just gotten away from that at this point. And, you know, maybe the market takes a turn. We'll get back into that. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Got it. Yeah. It's funny how the, uh, something like a bandit sign, it's like everybody's bread and butter in one market. And it's like, Oh gosh, that doesn't work at all anymore in another market. Uh, as far as your, your direct mail list, is that the same or has that changed or? Uh, we just try and cycle it up. So uh, it's mm -hmm. pretty much the same. Uh, we're trying to kind of stack some of those pain points or motivation factors a little bit better so that we're not just blanketing such a large high equity absentee owner list uh, and stack it with some motivation in there. So we're trying to get a little more nimble, a uh, little more specific with those mail lists instead of just dumping more volume on it. Got it. That yeah, seems to be very much the trend right now. Uh, Paul, what's your best source of off-market deals? So here in Salt Lake City, it's been online. About I would say 80% of the deals we close are uh, on Google, pay-per-click, mm -hmm. searches. And then, uh, you know, we do some auctions, have some relationships. We do pre-foreclosures. Um, you know, as they say, everything works some of the time. Or what's the saying? Everything works some of the time. Nothing works all the time. Sure. And so, but I, yeah. I would say our bread and butter there is uh, has been online, and then just kind of a few other uh, a few other ways. But I would say in San Diego, hundred percent. Well, I could I shouldn't say that. It's uh, it's online, and then we've got some uh, relationships with some agents down there um, that we get off market deals as well. Got it. Fantastic, Paul. What trend are you seeing in your business right now that might have you a little concerned, and how is it changing the way you're operating? Yeah. So right now, I mean, it, the market continues to obviously go up in Salt. I mean, we see that here in Salt Lake. We see that in, uh, in San Diego. I guess the biggest concern is just how much longer can it continue to, to climb the way that it is. And so mm -hmm. we would say, or I would say, I mean, the majority of our business, and we've talked about this is, you know, is the first time home buyer. We don't do a lot of high end, um, big rehab. So I would say, uh, you know, we're in and out in 90, in 90 days, 
uh, when it comes to buying and selling a property. And so we just figure the faster that we can get in and out, that's going to mitigate our risk. Um, you know, and so that's really where, you know, the faster we can turn the properties, the faster or the less risk we expose ourselves to. Right. So you say you're leaning a little bit more in this, you know, we're coming to the end of likely an end of a cycle. Nobody knows for sure, but it feels like it, it historically would certainly suggest so that uh, kind of leaning more towards the fast nickel than the slow dime. Yeah. I mean, so of the 22 properties that we purchased, you know, this year, uh, we've flipped all of them and then we've kept, I should, we've flipped, we've flipped, uh, well, we've kept four of them as far mm-hmm. as rentals and then the other ones we've, um, we're flipping or have flipped. And so it's kind of, they just kind of come along. Got it. Uh, that makes sense to, to hold, we hold and the other ones we, we flip. Super. Got it. So Mike, Bill, what, are, what trend are you seeing in your business that might have you a little bit concerned right now and how's it changing the way you're operating? I would say that um, it, just like I mentioned earlier, the, the amount of people coming in to real estate investing and you mm-hmm. see new signs up all the time. And, and I, you know, we, we both own a lot of properties and we get a lot of direct mail than we ever did before. Um, that's, you know, that's, that's a big thing. Um, you know, the more savvy you are, the better you can talk to sellers. So you have those advantages, mm-hmm. but, um, but also we, I feel that the market is starting to turn a little bit and, um, and that can be a good thing, you know, not so much a concern, you know, that's, we're almost kind of looking forward to that when, uh, you know, prices drop or, or, you know, you know, less people are able to, you know, pay those mortgages, you know, we, we're ready for that. You know, we've got mm-hmm. a lot of, um, we've got several private investors and we've got lines of credit that we're ready to go. So that's kind of something that's on the horizon that, you know, we're ready for we think got it got it same, same thing you hear about everywhere is you don't know you don't know how much longer it can go and just when you think it's gone all the way it seems to go just two or three percent more mm-hmm. right um i don't know how much longer the current rents that are in our market can support the purchase prices that some of these rental units are selling at so for us we just kind of see it as an opportunity to stay disciplined with our rental uh property criteria and stick to it so and then whenever the Music stops. Hopefully, we can pick up a couple seats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two very different markets you guys are in, uh, and you know it's already the, the nation is very much showing some signs in some areas of slowing or maybe even stopped, right? And some areas are still showing robust appreciation. And uh, yeah, good. And I, I'm just always curious. If, so we get a good, uh, I don't know, consensus from across the country of what's happening, and because real estate being so local. It's a little bit different everywhere. So thank you for sharing that. What You guys, what system or technology have you implemented in the last 12 months that's had the biggest impact on your business? Bill and, and Mike, I'll start with you. Uh, as far as system, I would say it's something as simple as we just hired our first assistant, right? Mm-hmm. That's something we probably needed to do a year ago, but it's nothing glamorous. It's no podio or call rail or anything like that. But it's something that simple has been just monumental for us to kind of offload some of those administrative things that, A, we don't like doing, B, we're not very good at. And it's allowed us to open up our time to go look at deals, talk to sellers, talk to lenders, things that really matter. So 
Uh, maybe you have something else, but as far as I'm concerned, that's probably been the most impactful thing we've implemented to our business. I mean, really, we've stuck with the tried and true stuff, you know, Podio, you know, kind of the basic Podio system that works for us. Um, a lot of just a lot of follow up. We get a lead. We just follow up, follow up, follow up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did hire an assistant uh, who was kind of slash my realtor assistant slash our investor needs. And she was really good with um, our social media presence. And, and once again, you know, building systems. And, and we just brought in another one that's, that's uh, another uh, lady who's going to work specifically for our investor business. So, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, because we were, we were kind of um, loosely together for a long time, you know, pretty much a handshake agreement, um, very honest with each other. It's worked out really well. We've been doing it for four years. But in the last six months, we've really kind of gotten together and we put an LLC together, put a business plan together, and we really started to go after it. You know, our goal is to hit 25 units. Sorry to get a little bit off topic here, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's we've kind of changed directions and that's where these new systems and things have developed from. Yeah, I mean, certainly hiring help and taking some of that mundane stuff off your plate is going to allow you to move, uh, spend more of your time towards those 25 units. So that's good. No, it's not off topic at all. So thanks. Paul, what's the, what system or technology have you implemented in the last 12 months that's had the biggest impact on your business? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and echo what uh, Mike and Bill said. About uh, 14 months ago, we hired a property manager to take over the 100% of the property management part of, of our business, which mm-hmm. has freed our time up a lot and um, given us the opportunity to go go find more deals. Super. Yeah, help is helpful. <laughs> right. Um, Paul, what's the biggest mistake you've made this year and what did you learn from it? Oh man, where do I, uh, One. I start? <laughs> um, you know, I've always, uh, it's interesting. I would say here in Salt Lake city, one of the biggest things is we rehab. We really don't wholesale at all. We do everything kind of keep it, keep it in house. And mm-hmm. I've known Based on the experience that we have, most deals that we close, they happen within a 10-day period. From the time that we see the property, the time that we close on the property, that's how fast um, we, tend to, we tend to buy these from, uh, from sellers. I think one of the biggest mistakes that I've made is that when I get a phone call that I am on that person's doorstep as fast as possible. And I can remember within the last two or three months, uh, for whatever reason, I waited like three or four hours until I could actually be out at that, at that property. And the next thing I knew, I, sh- I, I showed up to the house and somebody else was already in the door. Mm-hmm. And so for us, I mean, we hear it, it in sales or whatever it is, you got to strike while the iron's hot. And, you know, when there's, they're motivated sellers for a reason and we have a solution for motivated sellers. And so we just got to be there when they, when they call. And so we really try and take it upon ourselves to be there as soon as possible when we receive a phone call or a lead or whatever it is. Yeah. Particularly, I guess that's especially, I mean, it's always the case. I mean, speed is is definitely a competitive advantage for any investor, but I can imagine when most of your deals are coming from PPC, that's even more so because they're looking for you and they need help right now. No, absolutely. And there's obviously competition when it comes to pay-per-click and yep. know that you've spent money, um, you know, when they picked up the phone to reach you. So you want to be able to kind of maximize that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to flip it on you, Paul, what's the biggest win this year and what did you learn from it? 
So I think the biggest win is just us kind of scaling our, uh, our flip business in terms of hiring a, a uh, project manager that instead of, you know, when we first started this business, we were probably visiting a, a flip three, four, five times a week, right? Because you're making, you, you want to see what progress has been made. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the last year, we've hired a project manager and we visit properties once a week. We get an update, we go visit the properties, but that's pretty much, and we make whatever decisions need to be made. But other than that, um, we've, uh, we've empowered somebody else to kind of make those decisions based on the systems that we, that we have in place in terms of the uh, finished product. And uh, that's been a huge win for us. Awesome. Congratulations on that. Always feels good. Uh, Bill, Mike, biggest win you've made this year, and what was the biggest lesson from it? Biggest win this year has easily been the um, market or the, um, the meetup group that we've started in our mm. county. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've kind of structured that, you know, kind of like a RIA, not so much uh, a meetup, and we've had pretty solid attendance. Um, We've been reaching out to some of our, uh, you know, our past contacts and some, some people in our referral network have come and, and spoke and provide a lot of value. Our, our goal there is to provide a lot of value at no cost. Let's just make friendships. Let's, uh, let's you know, lean on each other when we need each other. And, and a lot of stuff has come to us from that. And mm-hmm. that's been a huge win. Uh, you know, it's been real, really rewarding for both of us. And uh, So your meetup group is, is a group of other investors, right? Yeah, it's, we just call it the Berkeley County Real Estate Investors mm-hmm. Meetup, and we meet the last Thursday of every month in uh, in, in our you know mm-hmm. our city there, which is Martinsburg in uh, Berkeley County. And uh, I guess we've been doing that for what Since about January. six? Yeah, 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 about six months or we've just kept months. it kept it kind of basic. Uh, we're not we're not big on the production of it, right? Mm-hmm. It kind of started by a bunch of guys wanting to talk about real estate, so we got people with never done a deal to people that have over a hundred units and everything in between. So uh, it's worked out great for us. In fact, after our last meeting uh, last, last month, we picked up a deal uh, right Mm -hmm. afterwards, like from the meetup. So it was great. So So, that's probably our biggest one win so far this year. Got it. It's interesting that what you guys said, and I don't know if you guys have recognized it is that one of your biggest concerns is a lot of the competition that's coming in, but then you hold a meetup group with a bunch of your competition. Have you found it more beneficial or more, you know, counterproductive? Definitely more beneficial. More Absolutely, right? Uh, I agree. I agree 100%. I think uh, I've gotten more benefit from networking with other real estate investors than I've ever lost from the competition. Yeah, huge. Yeah. It's just crazy. Uh, it just goes back to, like, the power of, like, a – you know, handshake and then maybe grabbing a beard, talking about stuff, right? You know, mm-hmm. I need a CPA or I need a this or, you know, everybody's just bouncing stuff off each other. And we got other wholesalers in the meetup, right? And they're, they're selling yeah. properties, sometimes properties we've looked at that just didn't make sense for us uh, or we didn't get. And, yeah. you know, it's just kind of a place to pass deals around. And there, there's about, you know, four, five, six big players in, in our area. And we know them all, you know, we mm-hmm. We're good with all of them, you know. It's it's really good, and you know, several of them come to our meetup. And hey, you want to buy this? Hey, I got this one. I got a buyer for that. You know, it, it's it's great. You know, teamwork. It's awesome. I'm glad we got there because that is a concern for a lot of people, and probably a lot of people that are listening to this right now that are thinking there might be too much competition, or there's not enough to go around. And and uh, I just think such the opposite. I mean, the the common answer is like I live in a world of abundance, and there's always enough. But I'm also looking at it as 
investors, you know, every investor is a buyer at one time and every investor is a seller at another time. And, and you can't have enough of those in your databases. Your, your business will benefit from it. Do you see the same thing, Paul? Do you have the same type of relationship with investors? Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you bring that up because I would say if there's a weakness that I have, it's like, I'm not very good at networking. I'm not very good at going to the, going to the next RIA meeting and going and talking to, to other investors. I will say that in the last, the last two months, I've tried to make that a little bit more of a priority and I have gone to, uh, gone to other or, or gone to networking, networking events. So no, there's absolutely value in, uh, in talking to other investors, I was just talking to one on on Monday that does a lot of higher end stuff, and um, absolutely, there's a lot of benefit from talking to other investors. Sometimes I just get so focused on me finding the next deal or whatever mm-hmm. it is, but I know that I can take advantage of uh, of talking to other investors and seeing what they have out there. Absolutely, Paul. What's the best book you've read in the last twelve months, and what did you find most valuable about it? The last book I read was just on my desk, uh, and I gave it to our property manager yesterday. But um, let me look here. I write a journal entry. Um, okay, perfect. So the the last book I read uh, was a book called Relentless, and it mm. was it's written by the trainer of uh, of Michael Jordan, Jordan right. Bryant, and you know it was just kind of a real in your face. If you want to go out and be successful, you've got to just go put the work in. And I really found that, uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily uh, real estate related per se, but there's a lot of things that you can apply to the real estate business in terms of, you know, what it takes to, to be elite in whatever business or industry that you're, that you're in. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. With audiobooks being eight, nine, 10 hours these days, um, Relentless was one that I actually listened to from beginning to end. I enjoyed it as well. Uh, Bill, Mike, best book you've read in the last 12 months, and what did you find most valuable about it? I I would definitely have to say the most impactful book for me in the last 12 months has been a book called Extreme Ownership by Jocko Wellink and Leif Babin. Mm -hmm. It's a book that's uh, premised on a lot of combat leadership principles that were learned during the war in Iraq and how it relates to basically every facet of your life, whether it's personal or business. So, um, Bill? The, well, the last book that I read, you know, was, was Profit First. I mean, I, I just found that to be uh, just an amazing system for how to, um, you know, take profit and let that drive your business forward and how mm-hmm. to just, just you know, structure, uh, which we haven't had for a long time, which we're building now. And so it just falls right into that, that category. But, you know, two quick other books that, that I always like to mention is, what got me started was Rich Dad Poor Dad. I'm sure you've heard that a million times, mm-hmm. but that's that's Once like the twice. Yeah, <laughs> and the Bible <laughs> of this stuff. And uh, uh, you know, I'm a Keller Williams agent, so the one thing is something I'm quoting all the time. I mean, that's that's just always go back to that. So many good principles in that. Yeah, book. great, great suggestions, absolutely. So, Paul, what's in the future that has you most excited, and why? Yeah, we're just uh, excited to continue to be able to grow. I think that we really got into this business when we started. Uh, and that the reason why we got in the business was to be able to uh, flip properties, to be able to have the cash available to go put them in rental properties and uh, kind of live live a, uh, a residual lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, for me, I love the idea of finding the next deal, going out, 
talking to a seller. But ultimately, the bigger goal is just to be able to continue to build the rental portfolio and uh, you know build the cash flow. Right. That's great. Yeah. It's a good formula. Flip for cash, hold for cash flow, and, and the one feeds the other. And boy, you can get out of this rat race really quickly with that formula. Uh, Bill, Mike, what's uh, in the future that has you most excited and why? Well, we've, we've actually, when we joined forces and went at this hardcore here in the last you know, six to eight months, um, we've actually, we actually did it with really no money. We funded it through our flips and through our wholesales. That's how we funded it. We've, we've turned that back into our buy and hold, um, you know, just refinance these properties. So what's really exciting is that, you know, we, we pull from each other's strengths. We're building a strong team here. We're building systems and, you know, we're on pace to really double our rental holdings, you know, I would say in the next year. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's been a great partnership. Yeah. That's what gets me excited is yeah. knowing that like, if you just go out there and stay consistent, right. It may, the market might change a little bit, but as long as you just stay, stay to your criteria, it's never really a bad market, right. You might slow down. You might sell more right now versus buy more, but whenever the time comes, we're just going to pick it up and maybe double trip our portfolio. And he said, live for that cash flow. Right. It's awesome. Yeah. Consistency. It's everything. You know, if there was one way to beat the competition, it would be consistency. I think, you know, everybody could do it. Not everybody will. And that's where the opportunity lies, I think. So great. Uh, Mike, Bill, if anyone wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? Uh, Go to our website, mdwbhomebuyer.com, Maryland, West Virginia Homebuyer. Uh, Or we're both on Facebook. You can reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Uh, just send us a friend request or shoot us an email through our website. It's MDWV. Yep. The abbreviation for Maryland and West Virginia, MDWV homebuyer.com. Homebuyer.com. Perfect. Paul, someone wanted to get in touch with you. What'd be the best way for them to do that? Yeah. We buy Salt Lake city houses.com. We're on uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram as well. Super. Everybody. Thanks for participating on this episode of mastermind Monday. Let's do it again soon. Sound good. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having us. You bet. You bet. So if you'd like to do deals and you'd like to build wealth, stay tuned here. Seven days a week, we hold nothing back. And if you'd like to go fast, go to reiace.com. Until next week, God bless to your success. I'm Matt Terrio. Give me the drink. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. You didn't know, homeboy, we got the cash flow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.